Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball, presented by Dugout Mugs. This is episode 124, the Zach Plesak episode. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Kyle. Zach Plesak. That guy is quite fun, the man. Quite the character. I love yeah. it. Yeah, ate it up. I think uh, he's it, just different. Uh, that's what's cool. You just don't know what to expect with these guys that are still a little green, if yeah. you will. Like They're still learning about themselves and learning about the league, learning about what they're getting into. And sometimes you get a little bit of extra personality, which we definitely yeah. got that. And I loved it. And we Me also too. got some we got some good stories. We did. Some great stories. Yeah. And we kind of dive into it a little bit, but getting to getting to have the pitchers around him that he that he's had already. Absolutely. Big names, established names, dudes that are in their prime or about to enter it. I mean, Clevenger I, I won't say is quite a, a household top 10 name yet but he has the talent to be and he probably will be so the fact that you know he's close with him i think they can't go wrong with it you know but getting to pick those dudes brains and uh getting to chat with them i'm sure that's gonna help this kid out quite a bit i say we just dive right into it let's roll ladies and gentlemen the zach plesak interview all right so we are here with zach plesak of the cleveland Indians. zach thanks for chatting with us man yeah, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I'm excited. So, Zach, you missing baseball yet, man? Yeah, man. I mean, dude, it's at the point where, like, I need another hobby, man. You know? No, I got my dog with me, though. You know, it's like, I'm just kind of laying low, really. Just, like, really focusing on my diet, dude. Just, like, starting to cook for myself a little more. You know, just kind of start getting some more rest. You know, I've, earlier in this thing, dude, you know, baseball was, like, last thing on my mind. You know, it was more about how to, you know, my family's, hopefully everyone my family's healthy, I'm healthy, you know, practicing these good habits, you know, all this stuff was shutting down. So, like, I was, I didn't really have the routine, you know, I was out of, out of whack for a little bit, a week or two. So now, you know, starting to get some word on some plans, potentially heading into, in the May, dude, maybe some season happening out in Arizona. And so, the schedule started tightening up, dude, I'm back on my routine, I'm, you know, eating good and putting the right things in my body, whatever you want to call it, dude, you know, just almost like, season ready you know it's like i'm prepping for spring training again so i'm i'm dialed in now i'm ready to rock and training every day i'm throwing bullpen so everything's good so that's what i was gonna ask because we we've been on this weird stretch of I mean, you're talking to two position players so we can't relate too well to the routine of pitchers but we've had this weird stretch of talking to only pitchers lately it's different for you guys because like hitters can just go get a tee in the backyard and take some hacks and keep the rust off what are i mean what are things that you're able to do when you're stuck at home i actually got access to a gym so that's you know luckily but before when i didn't have access to a gym before i got to cincinnati i had some bands i had some weighted balls and i was just like going through my delivery and my throwing just i'd hold on to the baseball you know that helps like train your muscles back there holding everything together you know so it's decelerators working on these bands getting my um Wall slides, things like I could, you know, and it wasn't like baseball was first in my mind, you know, at some point, dude, it was like, you know, everything else was more important. So finding the, the 
exercises you need to get strong and feel strong. You know, I, I was like a week and a half ago, and I started with that. And now I'm back in the gym, picking up some weight, moving some stuff. So it kind of like picked up my intensity, I guess, with what I'm trying to figure out. So it sounds like you're keeping the ball rolling, which I got to say is impressive because based on what I saw, you were having a great spring. So for you to see that kind of come to a halt, how hard has that been? It's been, it's just like almost just more frustrating. You know, it's like I was so excited to get going. I was, you know, in a position to make a team and, you know, I'm feeling good. My pitches are working good. And yeah, it was like, you know, came to a halt at like almost the worst time, but I really just bottled that stuff up. You know, I got like the memory of, just the things I worked on this off season, like the positions I worked on getting in and just delivery focal points and understanding more like of who I am as a pitcher and like just being more aware, you know, last year, everything was new. Like I got called up trying to still figure things out, dude, I'm trying to adjust to the league. Like it was no, it wasn't as much as like, I wasn't as solidified as a player yet. It was more of like, I was just had to will guys out. It had, didn't have to be cute. Didn't have to be, you know, finesse. It was like, dude, you had to just be, put your head in the ground and just drive, you know? So like, that's kind of the attitude I had last year. Now, as I'm getting more developed and even with the help of guys of like Trevor Bauer and Cleb and Beebs and those guys, and obviously our the guys in our office, you know, it's like now I'm more understanding of who I am and how I'm supposed to move, you know, and like things like that. And just kind of be more aware of like my body and, you know, how I can be the best, you know, reach my potential. With the stuff that you've been going through as far as like, Scaling it up, scaling it down. It's been shut down for the league. It's been shut down. You're all like kind of scattered to your own cities, back home, whatever it is. How well has the league kept you or like the Indians kept you in the loop as far as what next steps are for everybody? There's a constant communication with the league and our team for sure. And then, you know, the league will send out emails just like, informative things just to kind of keep you up to date and kind of what they're looking at. And then we have zoom calls with, um, pitching staff, our coaches, they started to block it out where it's like five guys at a time. So they can keep it more individualized and not be speaking to a whole group. Um, so we're staying connected like that. Um, and obviously we got any questions or need anything. It's like you reach out and they'll, you know, be right there for you. So it's like, staying connected virtually and being on the zoom calls and just like, you know, send a video. I've been sending a video to my pitching coaches and they've been giving me any feedback they could. And, you know, just kind of keeping like those connects, you know, keeping that constant line of communication. So you're talking about staying in touch with the coaches. How much connection is there with you between you and the other guys of the club? Like, is it like more like off the record stuff? Like, are you all like trying to, trying to, stay in touch the same way you all were in spring training or is it kind of a thing where everybody has just gone back to their cities, wherever they're at and just kind of doing their own thing. And then they're planning on gearing back up once yeah, ball gets I'd, gone. I'd say it, I think it's more like a off season feel right now. The older guys who say like got years or like maybe signed through whatever year and guaranteed, you know, time in the show, it's like they're almost more enjoying this time with their family that they haven't been able to experience before. And, are almost more appreciative of, like, this time because, like, you know, they could spend the time with family and it'd be harder for them to go to Arizona and be away from their family to go play in front of nobody, you know, just because they do have to leave something like that. But then, you know, you got, like, these young guys or even guys like myself who are kind of just breaking through or still have, like, that, dude, like, that hunger, you know what I mean? Like, that, that will to survive, you kind of feel, you know? And it's, like, we're the ones 
or like let's play ball like ASAP you know what I mean so it's kind of like that you can kind of sense that you know in the air but um you know everyone would love to be able to go out there and play so don't get me wrong but at the same time it's like you can tell like where the energy forms of this time and how everyone feels about you know like this being away from the game and getting back to it and you know even getting back to it and what it's going to be like and just kind of sacrifice you got to make just because i mean the career we chose you know what i mean for sure so what are you what are you doing man what are you doing to stay sane you got you got some playstation yeah. going on what do you got dude, i know dude i'm not much of a gamer man I, I don't have like a console i don't know if i got just don't have the patience or something like adhd or something i don't know what it is but no dude i, I mean i love playing video games i just like don't do it as a hobby um i got my dog here that's plenty of plenty of time out of my day for us taking care of her and then um just training you know i'll go to the gym dude i'll wake up slow take my time eat some good food get to the gym and just like take my time you know like be there for five hours just be chilling i'll take an hour to even like get loose because i'm just like hanging out playing music um then i'll get loose and then i'll throw do all my stuff and then it's like i'm taking my time do my arm care i'm just chilling you know i got nowhere to be and then uh you know, I hit my I might hit my lifts after that, and then you know, I get some good food in me, and, and I'm chilling like this, dude, just hanging out the rest of the night. You know, at that point it's dark out. Got my dog fed, maybe got her running around at the gym or something. So like, it's really just kind of been like that, just slow days, just kind of like extending everything out <laughs> to for sure most, the most time we can. You got any shows or movies going on or what? I seen Ozark, dude. That was nuts. Uh, I've seen a few days. I've been watching movies, but uh, nothing like crazy. I've seen The Platform was good. What else did I watch that was crazy? The Hunt was good. Um, Tiger King yet? Oh, Tiger God. King, I've seen that crazy-ass show. <laughs> was it good uh, or was it overrated? Dude, it's dude, it's interesting, bro. It's entertaining for sure. Um, entertaining. That's good choice. I mean, words. dude, it's just like ridiculous. And then I think that whole situation is twisted, but seen that dude and then uh what other movie there's one more code eight uh i'm getting some help from the, the audience back here <laughs> movies i've been watching but uh no dude it's yeah i've been just chilling bro now netflix grind for sure so you mentioned no platform i'm guessing that means no mlb the show have you at least seen video of yourself in the show have people been sending have, that to you well yeah dude i was uh i Clev has a show, and I was with him for like a couple weeks. So I was playing with him when he first got it, and we were we were running on. Uh, I don't even know what it was. It's like your road to like the dynasty, like your road to. Uh, you have to like beat these challenges. You know what I'm saying? What's that called? I don't even know. It's in but, the uh, Diamond <laughs> Dynasty, I think. Is that it? I yeah. think I actually Dude, just we got a show not too long ago. Like, so. Yeah, we were running that thing like. Till two, I, dude, at least three a.m. Honestly, what am I talking about? <laughs> Dude, every single night. And it was cool. I got to play with myself, dude. And then you hear my uncle talking in the background. It's just like yeah, a weird, crazy. like, it's just like a super sick, like, dynamic, bro. It's just so weird. But, you know, then Clev's on there, and he's rated, like, 80-whatever. I'm like, how, the, how do you narrate this dude 80-something, bro? <laughs> so, I like, might be crazy. crazy. Clev, isn't Clev pretty good at the show? Yeah, he's nice, dude. He He's definitely, like, picked up his game, bro. He, he's nice, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know his gamer tag, or I throw it out there for people to adam but no no did, so did they get did they get you right did they get the mechanics and all that right yeah honestly dude they put me in new balances which is like whatever <laughs> i'm starting to do dude whatever man and they didn't put dude so what's up the show doesn't put tattoos of players in the in the game 
I didn't even yeah. notice that. I yeah, dude, but like, do, yeah. like NBA 2K, dude, and like they all got their tattoos, like, dude, like almost exactly what they got. You know, it's almost like man. I mean, I the way like that, dude. the way you make a living is tatted up, bro. <laughs> how do they how do they miss that? Crazy. It's, I don't think for anybody though. It's not just like me. It's like for nobody. Like clubs aren't in there. You know, what I mean, like dudes don't have tattoos in the I show. I would never guess that. Dude, That's I'm like true. man. That's weird. It's just like I don't know, man. It's like then you can like brand yourself bro and like your tattoo artist who you know you spent money on bro that put his time you know to represent whatever you care about dude on your body you can like it's on a video game now and then that dude you know it's like that's love you know but i don't know maybe one day they'll start doing that stuff but i know the nba is way different on branding than the ml than mlb you know what i mean with guys you know individualizing like who they are as you know a brand so you know maybe one day we'll get to that point but well i was going to ask you what it I know you got, I mean, we already mentioned you're tatted up on the arm. Or is there anywhere else? Walk us through what you got and what it means. Oh, snap. All right. Well, I got my whole chest tattooed. I got a, a, a stallion, um, a chariot um, with wings, basically just like remembrance of So my Uncle Dan, the one you hear on the MLB The Show, had from his grandfather, stemmed from him, to, and it was passed down to my Uncle Dan. They harnessed horse race and – um, it looks like a chariot, you know, those harness horses. So like he had a farm that he'd raise these horses in and had a half mile track around it. And in the middle of the track, they had to dig up dirt to build the track. So there was like a pond, like a nice sized pond that my dad would stock with fish. And they had obviously the horse barn. These weren't like pets, you know, they're like athletes that like they'd be training to like race in different racetracks, you know, around the country. And then, so it wasn't like we got to pet them, but it was like just cool to be around these horses, dude. And they're like, stables and you know running around and obviously you know with that pond being there uh you know where i caught my first fish shot my first goose like went camping the first time it was like the first it was our only family property that was kind of out in the country so um he ended up having to sell it when he took the job with mlb network moved out to new jersey so i got that tattoo on my chest to remember like all the times we had growing up there um i got a crown with three roses for the three boys three me and my two brothers and my family um, and then three owls with like the state of Indiana um, area code and it has an anchor with a heart on it and a quote saying together or apart, no matter how far we go on together and live with one another. Just because like I have a twin brother and a brother who's a uh, seven or 18 senior in high school. And we're all like in different places, dude. So like, you know, we're always, we know where home is. It's one of those pieces that like we're all in different spots, you know, but like, you know, we know where home is and we're always together. So got that piece i got this piece my favorite one you can see it's a diamond with wings throwing gems uh then i got this uh, aristotle quote says thou will find rest from bane fancies if thou does every act in life as though it were thy last basically saying like don't do things to get thing in return it's like you know just be yourself live it up however you want to daily and it's like and if you do that like you should get everything you ever wanted you know what i mean Cause you're just like so present living being who you are so that's something i live by i got right after i had surgery i got a clock on my forearm the time i was born 758 um i got the north star and i got um, a dove flying to the north star two x's the symbol for where there's a will there's a way um and then the key of life says a beautiful life my arm probably get the sleeve finished on the throwing arm here I don't know when, dude. Hopefully soon, because I want to put it back together. I got the virtu- uh, Virtuous Man 
on the back of my neck, uh, Da Vinci, and then the man in the maze below him. So, and then lightning bolt right here just for good energy. Bring the spark, dude. Uh, yeah, I think I nailed it, but. <laughs> That's Damn. a lot. I love it. Yeah, bro, I got a lot going on. There's crazy stuff going on in my life, man. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, I like right. that there. I like that there's meaning. I like that there's stories behind it. I yeah. just, I'm I'm not a big fan of the. I'm just gonna get it just because I can. I, I like yeah. that you got you got meaning yeah. behind every one of those. That's cool. Of course, bro. You know, hell yeah. So. Hundred percent. Well, you got the drip too. So we got we got some chain swag going on. Tell oh, us about that. I got a story about that too. I got a story for everything, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, so crazy story actually. Both these chains. Forget the. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But these two chains, uh, actually, this is the first time in public announcing like what these chains represent. But it's my first big league check, bro. Spent on these two diamond chains, so I can look back like yo, when I'm older, 50, whatever, 69 years old, <laughs> and I look back at my chains, dude, and I'm like, damn, this is my first big league check right here. Am I, you know, something I always have, so it resembles that, dude. And, um, it's probably something that wasn't the smartest decision, you know, wasn't the smartest business move to make, but like, dude, you do this once and like, fuck it, you know? So, uh, then the, I got a story about this pendant, St. Christopher, um, with diamonds on it that honestly, like, I didn't even know it was St. Christopher at first. Like, going to David Yerman, I've been living forever, dude, to find a pendant for this tennis piece right here, and it's gold. And so, like, I going to David Yerman, I'm with Clev. And this is in Scottsdale during spring, during spring training. And, dude, I, like, see this piece, bro. And I've never seen it before. And I'm in the mall all the time. It's, like, walk, like in Scottsdale, whatever. And I asked the lady what's going on with this piece. And she's like, we just got it. It's the only one we're going to get. And we won't get any more. There's only 12 of them. And we, they distributed it around the country in different locations. Have like the, they, they have the pen. And I'm like, all right, dang. Like, that would literally fit perfect with this gold tennis I've been trying to Dude, I've been looking everywhere for something cool to put on it. I didn't even know what was on it at first, the pendant. So I was in the process of, like, switching banks at the time, getting a financial advisor and, you know, switching completely from, like, Chase Bank to, like, now I got my own financial advisors and handle my stuff and, you know, help me, like, manage my funds, dude, and, like, pay my bills. So I was in the process of doing all that, and I didn't have a card at the time. So I'm, like, in David Yerman, like, looking, I see this piece, and I couldn't even buy it. So I'm, like, dude dang so i had to beg her and be like hey like like this is what's going on can you guys please hold this for me i'll be back you know as soon as i get my new card whatever so like a week goes by and i come back and i go to the the case david yearman and things gone bro and i'm like dang dude i knew i ah man so i was mad there's no way they would have saved it for me so i asked the lady you know by chance whatever you guys saved this pendant She's like, let me look. I doubt it because it's the only one we got. Goes and checks it. They saved it for me. She's like, you're so lucky. You must have been really nice that day, all this stuff. And, dude, I end up getting this piece, whatever, fits perfect. And then I fig- and I find out it's St. Christopher, who's like the saint of, like, travelers. Apparently there's a story, like, he carried his goat across a river. And no one knows how he made it across. And apparently it's, like, the saint of travelers. He oversees and protects you like as you travel and with my job i'm like damn like i travel a lot you know what i mean it's perfect and two days later bro baseball gets shut down and me and clev got to drive from arizona to florida in the car like 20 something hours bro and i'm wearing this this thing and we make it there safe i'm like dang like 
it's just crazy how like I could have bought it a week ago, and then it it like wasn't meant to be, and I come back a week later not knowing anything about anything going on, and then lines up perfectly a day, two days before I have to drive, make this trek across the country, I get this piece that like is Saint Christopher, you know? I'm like, this is weird, bro. So it has a lot of meaning to me. So I got this piece, and now it's like, you know, hopefully one day I get a pendant for this one. But for right now, dude, I'm chilling. But uh, yeah, that's what these that's what these pieces mean. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah, bro. Crazy, crazy. I like it. So, Zach, looking at 2020, yeah. what does, in Zach Plesak's world, what does the 2020 season look like? When, are, when would you like to start? I mean, obviously, the sooner the better. But knowing what you know, when would you like mm-hmm. to start? How long would you want the season to be? And what would your postseason look like? I'm trying to get started ASAP. <laughs> I think, dude, I'm – I'm as close to game ready, I think, as you can be right now. So a couple of weeks, dude, kind of getting back in the routine and groove, like, you know, us moving, I think would be perfect. Play as many games as we can. I mean, don't, like, I don't think, like, blast, the, you know, play, play too many games, dude, and start, like, risking dudes, you know, maybe expand their rosters if we're going to do something like that. But definitely get games played, bro. If you want to, like, have that feeling you win a championship and you're, like, I won half a season, you know, like, so we're trying to play games too, like to to take that like ownership as like a a player, you know what I'm saying? Like to get to that point. But um, you know, all the way through like November, bro, you know, like get to November, whatever, like get to that point. And so, you know, and you got the sum, you got and then it'd be a quick turnaround, you know what I mean? So that's something else people gotta talk about is you start late, you got extra rest, however you wanna look at it, but then it's like heavy intensified you know, volume of games, a lot of, you know, a lot of games in a short amount of time. So it's extra strenuous. And then you got a shorter window after that to recover. So it's almost like, I don't know, dude, has got to play like double, you know, side of a sword here, you know, I got to try and fight this battle, but you know, guys will manage, you know, guys usually really like, you know, guys who take, take ownership on what they're doing and understand their bodies and can, get the resources they need to like get the guidance at least to figure out what they got to do, you know, like what they got to, how they got to train and prepare to be able to get in a good spot. So when stuff starts going, getting hot again, they're ready and not in a bad position, you know, to hurt themselves or whatever. So, so we've us as fans. And again, you don't have to reveal anything that you don't want to, that's kind of behind the curtain, but us as fans have kind of seen this proposal of like, you know, Re rebuilding the division and doing like a north and south in Arizona, east and west in Florida, whatever it is. But you're going to be playing teams interleagues kind of out the window. Yeah. Do you feel like that's kind of a cool opportunity to get to face hitters that you would never really face throughout the regular season if things were normal? Like, is that is that a cool idea to you, or you feel like I'd rather just have everything back to normal? Hell yeah, no, I mean, I think it's sick, dude, like, I mean, if everything's back to normal, like, next year, you know, you probably won't get the opportunity to face some of the guys you get to face, so I think it's cool, dude, like, opens up a new window, dude, to play different players and, like, just expand on the league, dude, just kind of, like, face different guys, you know, that you haven't faced, and you can kind of learn more, and just, like, I think it's I think it's a really cool opportunity to get to do that because you know next year if it's not going to be like that it's like you know it's some different something you got to kind of adapt to and like you know if it's only going to happen once dude you might as well enjoy it so I think you know it's gonna it'd be a cool idea 
switch things up for sure. You know, you don't want to like try and fight that battle of keeping everything exactly how it would have been if it like would have been normal. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's cool that they're kind of shuffling it up and keeping it like, you know, with the X variable where they can kind of play it off, you know, and not make it so as structured, if that makes sense. You know, keep it like, it's like you shuffle the deck of cards, you know what I'm saying? Instead of having like a couple of thick patches, shuffling them up, you shuffle all of them together instead and keep it, you get like a real outcome, I think at the end. So it's pretty cool. I think it's sick. So we're talking about guys you could potentially face. I wanted to ask you uh, particularly about a a single uh, guy that you did face. We talked to Karsten Falmer last week, uh, and he was talking about how his first AB, we brought up the fact that he faced Albert Pujols' his first at bat. I believe yours was Mookie Betts. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it was. How was that? Yeah, dude, that was terrifying. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it was. like the, the baseball felt like a golf ball, if I can even explain it like that. Like, I had no control, dude. I was numb, you know, because it was my big league debut and facing Mookie Betts, dude, off the you know off the bat. So like, I yanked the first one glove side, like down and way glove side. <laughs> and the next one, like, ran in on him. That was supposed to be away. Luckily, he like fisted at the third, and I got him out. And it was like the biggest sigh of relief because if he would have took that pitch, it probably would have been ball two, and I probably would have walked him out four pitches. So he obviously did me the biggest solid dude. But uh, then the next dude I faced was Devers, who was just nasty. So um, I ended up punching him on a fastball, like foul tip away. And then, uh, yeah, after that, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I think that there's a lot of emotions or a lot of ideas that guys predict that what their big league debut is going to be. Their yeah. scenario that they're going to find themselves in. I mean, you made your big league debut in the oldest ballpark in the country. Like, that's, Bless I think that's kind of cool. Like, Bless walk us through that, man. Just, this yeah. is Fenway. Like, this is a big stage. Dude, a blessing. It was like, if I can describe like the atmosphere or like the environment, the word a mist, like a mist. Like, dude, it was like, it wasn't raining. But it wasn't not raining. It was like cloudy. The air was like wet, dude. It was like misting, but like no, it didn't. There was no like water droplets. You know what I'm saying? It was weird. And the morning of my start, dude, it was like trying to. I'm trying to do everything I could to keep my mind off of what I got going on that night. So I'm eating lunch with my brother and my agent, and um, we're walking up like the streets of Boston, dude, like shopping, just like to like look at stuff and like keep my focus on something else. Um, I see these brand new pair of LeBron 14 lows, dude, all whites with like the red bottoms, dude, they're crispy. Just came out there on like the, the showcase model, you know, in the store. I don't even know the store. I went through some like shoe store, some sick underground store, bro. So I don't even know how I found it. And I asked my agent, like, dude, I need these, man. He's like, my gift to you, your debut, I got you. So he gets me these shoes. I'm all hype, bro. I take them the back. The perks, like, man. The perks. Dude, insane, dude. I'm like, oh, dude, I got these new LeBrons. About to go hoop on the park, up the street. No, dude. But no, I take these shoes to the clubhouse, and it's raining outside. And like, at in the stadium, no one's there because it's pouring. It's like, you know, an hour and a half before the game. I can't sit still. I got my all-white LeBrons on. I'm running on the warning track. I'm just 
like like making these shoes just crushed, bro, with mud or whatever else. I'm like, this is what big leaguers do, man. They just run around with white shoes in the mud, bro. I don't know, dude. So like, you know, I'd get done doing that, um, come back in, yeah, and then next thing you know, like I end up wearing those shoes for a few more weeks, and I get the same pair of shoes again because I love them that much. But yeah, that was like the morning of leading up to to my start, and then I get there, yeah, and you know. It's, I'm signing paperwork, like, about my contract getting switched over, you know, and you're talking to guys, like, never talked to before. you always seen in the clubhouse or, I mean, in, in the gym, you know, in spring training or whatever. So it was, like, a crazy time. It was, like, it was it was definitely, like, an uncomfortable environment for me, you know, just being in that situation. Not because, like, I was afraid, but it was so, like, unfamiliar. So, like, I had to just kind of, like, find my flow, you know what I mean? Just kind of, like. Not, just have some feel, you know what I mean? Just kind of find, like, where my groove is and just kind of, like, not get no one's way, but at the same time, like, make my own way because I'm there. So, like, I just kind of had that attitude of just kind of doing that, dude, just keeping my flow, so. So your agent wasn't hurt by you dude, just no, dude, he, he, destroying he brand-new LeBrons. It. Yeah, dude, he, <laughs> nah, he, he laughed at it. It's funny. It's just, like, I was just being so, like, young bro you know just like this is what we do man i'm trashing these shoes i'll get new ones tomorrow <laughs> like so dumb man it's funny though. so funny i like it what would be like for last season for 2019 what is your go-to story from that season like when like when you go back or like when you're around family and you're talking about it like it maybe someone you met a story from a clubhouse like what's what's the one thing Aside from your debut that you'll remember uh, from from 2019. Ooh, man. Dude, honestly, the the best memory is, bro, is when T dude, this whole Royals series was a disaster, bro. T B when he threw that ball over center field, dude, that was the craziest. I'm in the dugout, bro. Everyone got <laughs> I'm right there. And this is like everything's new to me, bro. I'm like, dude, is this like it's because me, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just like, not obviously, but no, like, dude, just watching that whole thing, like, go down, dude, just watching TV throw the ball at the, you know, above the on deck circle, ball falls, guy on deck's like, what the hell? No one really saw it. And then, you know, Tito comes out the pole and ball gets shot out the center. I'm like, dude, I'm looking around like, dude, so this isn't hat. Like, we're dreaming right now, you know? That is the funniest, like, memory, <laughs> dude, I swear. And, dude, he was so, like, sorry for doing that you know what i mean so like it was all out of good heart you know i mean he was just dude it's never been done before bro. so obviously <laughs> he did he didn't like let on that he was going to do anything even remotely close to that no. it was just dude, like a spur of the moment thing climax to that point yeah man it, that was one of the memories i will definitely always do that like i can still see like myself in that moment crazy um i remember uh there's this moment I can share with you guys, you know, Clev and I, bro, we, that's my homie, bro. So we chill and we do whatever, you know, and there was like, you know, the, the, the best club, bro, in Cleveland, bro, was like, you got showing love, bro. And they always look out, you know, and we're just, you know, we've got to show the city love too, you know? So we're out there enjoying our time, being responsible, bro. We're not being reckless. You know what I mean? So we're out there having fun. And there was like a point in time where like I had a start or two in a row where like things just go my way and, Clev, like, big brother of me, it was like, bro, can't be doing this stuff. You're not going to be performing, bro. You, you know, there's, like, a code to this, bro. You you have fun. You enjoy what you do, whatever it may be, dude. But when you obviously come to the field, like, if you had fun, 
that week or nice before like you work extra hard because you got to get yourself back on track how hard you got to work to get ready every fifth day dude it's serious bro you know you got to really every day matters so you got to hit what you got to hit every single day so you don't want to be doing things that like push you backward and he like kind of sat me down like i'm young bro i'm a rookie this is all new it happens so quick dude i'm just like living it i'm enjoying it and he's like dude like yeah if you're gonna be like if you aren't gonna be shoving dude like can't be you know doing you got to be like locked up you know kind of thing like tighten up bro and i was like damn like he just big brother me so literally my next start was in anaheim and i was like i'm gonna show him and <laughs> but no i went through a complete game against the angels i was like we do whatever we want now <laughs> you know like having fun dude just clowning but no dude like stuff like that bro there's little moments where like someone taught him that you know what i'm saying like whether it be whoever napoli or guys before you know and dude we were like Everyone was playing good at that time, you know? So, like, in our, our pitching rotation, was, dude, we were all connected, and everyone's so, like, and it's a win, bro. Everyone's so, like, ready to rock. So, like, you know, he had, he had to do that as a, more of a leader of the club, you know? Me being a young guy, new to everything, he's like, well, you know, so stuff like that, bro. Little things like guys, you know, giving you that, that light you need to see things you won't forget, stuff like that, dude. And, like, you know, obviously the memories of, like, moments of certain games or stuff like that, but little things where, like, your soul connects with someone that, like, is actually looking out for you as a whole instead of just, like, as a baseball player. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that kind of, like, hits you different. So, stuff like that, though, you know? I mean, you got at, – at last year, at least, you were surrounded by just studs. Mm-hmm. And I know Carrasco was out for a while, but mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Carrasco, you've got Bieber, Trevor Bauer. You have these names around you that are established in this game. Yeah. What is that like versus maybe some buddies that you have that are your age that are with organizations that don't have those types of studs around them? Dude, it's definitely like intimidating at first. You know, like it's, it's not like starstruck. It's more of like, ah, it's like, how do I be myself but not like screw up the flow? You know, so you got to have feel. And dude, even when you're young, it's like you got to like sacrifice some things you want to do because like you're just not there yet. You know what I mean? So like, dude, things like that, dude, like listen to guys like Beaver, dude, and listen to guys like Clev who have been young and had to come through. Like when Clev came through the rotation, when he got his, you know, opportunity was when the, dude, they had, like four all-stars in the rotation you know what i mean it was crazy so like and he was the guy that had to be intimidated and had the breakthrough and you know not get in anyone's way then there was bieber who breakthrough last year and up and down and then he stays up and then people didn't even know if he was going to make the team this year you know it's like then he goes and does what he does it's just like then you listen to guys like them you know who like kind of show you that way you know what i mean so then when you got guys that you know or kind of grown with and or relatable, you know what I'm saying? They give you, like, certain advice. It, like, is more... It's it's more of, like, a real situation. You know what I mean? It's less of intimidating, I guess, if that makes sense. It makes it more, like, real. So, like, you know, talking to Beeves, dude, and talking to even Clev, dude, and he, he really took me under his wing, bro, and helped me out. So, it was sick, dude. But, yeah, got, having guys like them who really just kind of, like, bring you in with comfort but still hold you accountable. You know what I mean? It's like guys like that. So you talk about Clev, who are some other guys? And I want to ask you picks favors because we never we never want to do that. But who are some guys that you've become especially tight with on the club? Bro, I mean, dude, my favorite players. I'll tell you right now, 
all of them. Frankie Lindor, Berto Perez, <laughs> Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez, bro. Those are my favorite players, bro. <laughs> They're so sick. Those dudes are so sick. And just watching them go about their business is super cool, bro. Like, the respect they have and the respect they show for the game, you know, Lindor and, and Berto, what he does behind the plate, dude, he's a wizard. And just, like, listen to him. You know when he says something to you, like, he's he's not playing games, dude, you know? He, like, you, like, he means what he says. And just being a younger guy, you, you know, respect stuff like that. He's not going to make you feel like whatever you know you're not you're not even capable so those two and then you see santana do what he does so sick bro dude so smooth they're such good dudes dude like they're all homies that's what's so cool so um yeah definitely those four bro they're just awesome dudes and they're so fun to watch um i love watching clev and beaver pitch my other two favorite pitchers bro to watch they're my teammates bro so it's, it's pretty cool like you know you get to talk with your family and or whoever, bro, friends and people who watch the game and have cert, like certain ideas or opinions of players that you know and stuff and have no idea. You know what I'm saying? I have this one opinion. You're like, bro, you have no idea like what they do or what they go through or how they're doing. Or you might, you know, it's just that's the part that's like like tough to separate. You know, people like your family who like don't really know. You know what I'm saying? But they're like supposed to be the people who who know you the most, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that battle too. So yeah, man, I got, I got favorite players. I got favorite pitchers, but, uh, well, I was going to ask you, and this is a question I ask every guy we talk to and you kind of just touched on it. So it's a great transition. Who's a guy, um, that you've either played with or against, and you've had enough interaction with him, uh, to know that he gets a bad rap. Like he's maybe not portrayed accurately in the media. Like who's a guy that you would say fits that mold? I would say, dude, for sure at first was was Bauer, you know? People thought, like, he played victim, dude, and whatever, and whatever you want to say about DB, bro. He's the most helpful dude when I got to the, when I got to the show, bro, and he took me, like, he's, he's, dude, I just sent him a video of me throwing yesterday, and that dude spent seven minutes of his time completely, like, deep, like, elaborate, detailed video of how what I need to do to start, you know, getting into whatever. He was, like, helping me out with his video. It's like, dude, stuff like that, bro, is, is under look, bro, and people don't see it. You know what I mean? So, at first, like, people hate on TB just for whatever. And I think Clev, bro, gets a bad rep for sure, man. Like, people just don't see, like, things he's got to go through, bro, and, like, things he puts up with that's, like, no one knows about. That if you were to know about, you're like, how, dude, like, how do you do that? And, like, no one even knows that you're going through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, he's, like... Definitely strong, bro, in his heart and stuff. So, dude, good people. And just, like, just got the good core values, bro. Show respect and just stuff like that. So, like, I think, dude, yeah, Clev, dude, people give that dude a better rep just because he's got tattoos and long hair, bro. You know, he's a good dude. He's super intelligent, bro. I sound like he's my girlfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, dude, people he, he give him a bad rep. Man, that's cool. He's the man, though, dude. Show him love for sure. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, you know, I think there's again, I don't I don't want you to feel like you gotta reveal anything too too much here, but mm-hmm. I think there's such a disconnect um between fans and players of what the process is like of once you're starting. And you kind of touched on it earlier that you you were rocking new balance in the show. You're sponsored mm-hmm. by Adidas. Yeah. What what was that process like when 
you know, stuff's happening for you. And now you're getting your agents talking to you about endorsements and you're having to choose like, what kind of cleats am I going to wear? What kind of glove am I going to have? Like, what's yeah. that process like? Is it about swag? Is it about drip? Or is it about like, these need to feel good on my feet? What is it for you? Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to look good, bro. You know, and obviously like you got to, like, it's got to be a good rock for you. You know, like some stuff is different. Like I've tried different. I tried New Balance. I tried Under Armour. And this is more like options in different areas. You know what I'm saying? You like there's gotta be a point where like you gotta look for your like who you are as a player, what you have to bring, like what your brand is, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're an athlete, if you're like a big power guy, if you're a lefty, if you're like you wear like the same thing every day, or you like switching it up or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So you kinda gotta look at like the dynamic and you know, I'm kinda like more explosive and expressive and like, you know, not like colors, but I like I don't know, switching it up and looking good. So I think Adidas offered the most for that. So when I was looking at, you know, obviously you want to represent a company that thinks highly of you too. You know what I mean? Like Adidas, you know, has great, great offerings for if you perform, you know what I'm saying? And that's like motivation for the player. You know I mean? You want to, you want to perform and then you're like, all right, I'm going to rock your stuff and you want me to perform your stuff. And then, you know, they'll reward you for it. It's like, that's love all around. You know what I mean? I'll, I'm going to go hard. You guys will love me for going hard. I love you for giving me love, you know, for going hard. It's like, dude, we all just win and we just enjoy everything. So, like, you know, just moving forward, dude, I obviously wanted to have the opportunity to be branded by someone. And, you know, I loved Nike before and I still love Nike, brother. Amazing. But, you know, like, there's just, you know, times where, people have certain offerings or some people think highly of you and some don't or some, you know, give you the opportunity, some don't. You got to take everything, dude, just adapt, you know, and just kind of figure yourself out. And that's what I did. Time to just figure out who I am and trying to put it all together, man. You know what I mean? Like trying to put it all together and inspire. If I can inspire someone, one person, bro, the way I play, how I carry myself, you know, dress, whatever it may be. That's cool with me to do. So I got a little brother. Got to be a good role model. You know what I'm saying? So like little cousins, all that. Something I look you look to do as a player too. So something I look at too when I'm deciding stuff like that. Have you got to meet any of the uh any of the other Adidas dudes? I mean you got like what, Judge, you got Chris Bryant. Yeah, dude, Judge is in my agency actually. I haven't had the chance to meet him. Um, but I'm going to here soon. Um yeah, uh Shet, dude. He's a good dude. Um you know, this who else? Klez with Adidas. Um JD, or, uh, yeah, J.D. Martinez with Adidas, met him at the Adidas party at the All-Star game. Uh, who else? Uh, this dude, Adidas got some good dudes, man. I mean, yeah, it's getting there. It's a cool rock, bro. Yeah. Because that wasn't it when we were kids. Like, that dude, wasn't the move. But they've made moves li- lately. Yeah, they've been trying to spark it up a little bit. They've been, they've been doing a nice job, though, for sure. What was the move, bro, when we were kids? Like, Under Armour was hot, bro. Under Armour starting to get it, yeah. <laughs> you wore that thing out, yeah. bro. I thought you were swag with that. Sure. Yeah. Dude, Under Armour was nice, bro. Uh, I don't know. I I just remember the Nike, the Nike, like cleats with the flap, the tongue flap that had like oh. the Velcro on it. Gross. <laughs> Those are like little league days. Those are not it. <laughs> you no, know for sure, bro. So sticking with the theme of the uniform, I have to ask, is there a story behind going to 65? No, man, there really isn't a story. Um, but it was 
it was I was kind of given it, you know, inherited, I guess you can say. But um, there was like a big question of I had the opportunity to change my number going into this off season, and I was like, dang, do I keep sixty five, dude? Stay true to my roots, or like go thirty four, man? Just like start a new era. That was a, my rookie era. I'm trying to be like, dude, thirty four is like that good power righty, bro. You think no one Ryan like Kerry Wood, like who? This Kevin Miller might have been thirty four. I don't even know, bro. All those, you know, like just good righties like a so it's like a high expectation out of me bro giving myself that number i'm trying to make my way um doing that see so like it was an era dude and i had a choice so like you know i'm definitely down to switch it up i wasn't trying to wear a nascar number my whole career so dude like <laughs> it's all good bro it's all love that that was an era for me dude my rookie season i can always remember that was my number and now i'm on to for whatever you know I'm just trying to win, bro. What do you mean? But I don't know. Don't matter. It's all good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So how how often do you tap into Unc? How many times do you talk talking to Uncle Dan about about his experiences? Dude played a long time in the bigs. Yeah, man. He uh, dude, he's always available, which is sick, dude. And he's like always getting. He's just, he reaches out to me, dude. Honestly, more than I reach out to him, just because like he enjoys it, man. He had girls like. He, like, sees me doing it, and he's like, man, you know, it's just sick, dude. I always, when I was a kid, he was my, he was my favorite player, like, going to games and, like, not getting autographs from freaking Randy Johnson or Roger Clemens because we're trying to see Uncle Dan and we get his autograph anytime we want. <laughs> you know, we're just, like, young kids, bro. So, like, I was always trying to play, like, even as a younger kid, bro. Like, my dad was my coach until I was 12, his brother. So it was three boys, you know. My Uncle Joe, the oldest, got drafted. My Uncle Dan was the middle, got drafted. And my dad was the youngest, didn't play baseball, but he had all the boys. So, like, we played baseball, and they had girls. And my cousin Joey, my Uncle Joe had. So, um, dude, it's just cool to see, like, how many, like even in high A, in time, when times were low, bro. Like, I, there was a point in time in my career where I was coming out of spring training. This was last the year before last. I told our development uh, coordinator, like, I didn't want to pitch anymore. I wasn't having fun. I'm like, it's not, like, dude, I, I'm finally healthy again after surgery from college. I'm able to do everything. I'm like, bro, I'm going to put in work every single day, all the reps, as many as I can, whatever, and I can't do that as a pitcher. And things were like, they were, everything was okay, bro. Like, my stuff was there. I was, like, getting dudes out, but it wasn't like I didn't have the stuff, you know what I mean? So I wasn't having fun. I was kind of doubting myself, bro. I was at a low point. Like, you know, I was in high A, dude. I, I ended up, like, breaking camp. I getting high A. They told me how to plan for me, convinced me not to be a position player because I was trying to convince him I could do that. And, you know, I get to high A, my first start. I was the number two starter for high A, Lynchburg Hillcats. And the first pitch of the game, dude, we're at home. A dude sends a ball like a million feet to left field. And this dude obviously only hits heaters, bro. And I gave him one. He crushes the first pitch. I'm like, no way, dude. Like, Whatever. And he does it. So, and I give up, like, a few runs that game. It was a bad game. It's already coming off of, like, this stretch of camp, like, not trying to. So I call my uncle Danny. He's like, look, dude, you know, everything you think you're going through have gone through. Like, I've been through it and more, dude. He's like, this is the way. This is, like, you got you got to hit these bottom points, dude, you know. And so, like, honestly, just gave me words of encouragement, less about, like, my mechanics or how to be a pitcher and more about how to, like, get through tough times or, like, more about as a person, like, how to respect yourself and how to, you know, carry yourself and how to hold yourself accountable, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, accepting the process of going through those downtimes, dude, you know, instead of, like, trying to 
stay as far away as possible from it. You know, just stuff like words of encouragement like that and just good advice like thinking he like had the easy road, man, and just was like he's a big leader and did it for so long and he was so good and he was like, dude, like it was it I know what it looks like sometimes but, like it was the most hard hard thing like obviously anyone could ever do and he's like it's it was incredibly hard for him. So like just stuff like that, bro. You know, now like he can enjoy it his time he had there and now like i'm here and i'm enjoying it but i guys i'm not even here yet you know what i mean i'm i'm here but i still got i got ways to go think you know ladders to climb places to get to so like i know that so i hold myself accountable and always will just being that's just how i was raised bro you know i think it starts just from having a twin brother who was always bigger than me growing up supposed to be you know he was the dude bro and always playing catch up it's like that hunger feeling you know that's something i've always had Something I've held on to, and he kind of had the same exact thing. Funny story where, crazy dude, you know, my uncle Dan and my uncle Joe are like a year or two apart. Both, one's a righty, one's a lefty. The older one, my uncle Joe, was a righty. Disgusting. Threw hard. My uncle Dan was a lefty. Disgusting. More like, you know, not as hard, but just, he was nice, bro. He had the stuff, whatever. And, dude, my uncle Joe gets hurt. My uncle Dan makes it. I got a twin brother, left-handed, disgusting, bro. Could go anywhere in the country, gets hurt, goes to the steakhouse in Florida and Bradenton, really good juco down there for Coach Hill, and uh, gets hurt, bro. And he was supposed to be the one. Just like my, you know, it's just like this crazy, like, history repeating itself, kind of weird thing happening, bro. You know, so it's, it's been a really crazy experience, and that's why, you know, the special relationship with Michael Dan and I and just, getting to share this with him and being, you know, my first win against the Yankees, his first win against the Yankees, you know, just like crazy, dude. It's just weird, really cool stuff happening, bro. Just experiencing, just living it day to day, you know, just embracing everything. So in this alternate universe where Zach Plesak is not a major league pitcher, what would you be doing? <laughs> dude, honestly, good question. I'd probably like, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I would probably be, like, I'm super into, like, engineering type stuff. But I don't know if, like, I'm as intelligent enough to get into that kind of stuff, bro. Because you got to be really crazy smart. But, like, I'm so interested in, like, how things work and, like, the process of, like, making it work correctly in the most, like, efficient way. All that kind of stuff, bro. That stuff gets me cool, bro. I love animals. Anything to do with animals. Um... I think that would be sick, but uh, yeah, anything to do with animals would be cool too. It's a good question, bro. I don't even really know. So if I could be like a DJ, that'd be sick. <laughs> so Nate, we talked to we talked to Miles Michaelis. He said lawyer. Yeah. Now we got Zach. Oh, like, Ple- now we got Zach Plesak saying he wants to be an engineer. Dude, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, give me like the DJ though. DJ would be sick. <laughs> Sounds cooler, bro. And it's like give me the ox, bro. My ox. <laughs> Do you I ever get the Do you ever get bro. the ox in the clubhouse or what? Uh, I haven't earned that right yet, to be honest. Ah, so that's like that's yeah. like a big deal, right? Like that's there's there's no joke. Yeah, that's no joke. I've been on it a couple of times, but like I don't have that right. Really, it's almost like no one's in here. A couple of dudes are in here that would never get on it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, yeah, no, that's a big role, dude. Uh, yeah, but I think, dude, my musical play. So I got I got some proven proofs to make. You know, I can get get my my name on the ox. <laughs> Who's got the hottest ox in the clubhouse? Clev's got it, dude, and Lindora's got it. Bieber's got some great tunes. Me and Bieber actually share a playlist on Spotify. 
It's called Tony's. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like a bunch of vibes, bro. And we just, it's like a mix of club, like mellow, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you guys bounce. It alternates. Yeah, dude. We just, okay. when we find good music, like that would fit the playlist, throw it in there, dude. And then, like, one day you you come up on the playlist, and I'm like, yo, B, added a couple songs, bro. Let me check them out. And then I'm, like, texting him, yo, I love that song, bro. Or that song is, like, whatever. But I'm still <laughs> hot to it. <laughs> so what, but, okay, so what if you all get hot, win a few games, you all roll yeah. with the same playlist, roll, roll with the same same dude? dude yeah, actually, because when we were winning last year, they had, like, the same post-game playlist every single time. Because I knew it was like, plug walk. That song always came on when the media came in for some reason. I always knew, like, every single time we won, plug walk came, came on. It was like, all right, you better have clothes on. Not feeling. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there was, like, the playlist you play after games. The club you just, like, throw on after a dub. So then, like, you play the same song, and it's like, you catch on to, like, that, that vibe. You know what I mean? Instead of keeping it, like, sporadic. Good idea. I'm with it. All right, man. So we, we try to ask this question pretty much every time. Was it, I think Liam Hendricks, he's an Australian, so he had a pretty out there idea. Okay. Delano had his own idea. But what is something that you think MLB could do to kind of brand the players a little bit better? To, to give you an example, Liam Hendricks said he would allow fighting, like in NHL. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is something scary, you would want to do? That uh, it could be as crazy as that, it could be a little more serious, but something that would help um, brand you guys a little more, make you a little more individual. Dude, that's a really good question, bro. I think, like, this team dress code of, like, collared shirt, button-up, chaps, untuck it, whatever, whatever, bro. Like, dude, that old head, like, idea of how you carry yourself is – I mean, dude, there's a way to be professional, you know what I'm saying? You know when you're dressed, like, there's fashion, and then there's, like, careless, I guess. Um, but, dude, you know, I think just let guys individualize themselves as much as they can so that when you're uniformed together, bro, you're, like, you're uniformed together. You know what I'm saying? You do that, like, but, dude, after that, like, why do we all got to dress the same way to the plane? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that's not my style and you're making me dress like that and now I got to put on this fake front of like this is who I am because I'm wearing this and that's like now I'm like I don't know it's like losing self-respect bro you know because it's like I want to represent carry myself feel good still like have a like a platform of where it like is careless or you're not like meeting the expectation you know what I'm saying because dude as mm-hmm. a professional as a big leaguer as a in the nba like we're at this level like we're i mean dude we're held accountable to more things bro we're supposed to be the ones wearing different stuff because we we can't you know what i'm saying we're supposed to be like i just think we have this fixed idea of like you know what a professional is supposed to be like based on this like business type professional you know successful man instead of let me be me dude let me take whatever i let me wear my bangs in front of my hat or let me like, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it may be, bro. Just let me wear my, my hoodie with my uh, Mary jeans, but like not dress, you know, whatever dude, like 
that is irrelevant to what it has to do with you going out in the field competing and being as ready as you can. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that's something, you know, um, that would be pretty cool, man. Just kind of let guys individualize themselves. And I think that I unify guys on the field more, too. So, I think just, I mean, not only fashion, bro. I think what else would be cool. Um, obviously, like, yeah, fighting would be crazy, dude. <laughs> 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 Liam, I told you, Liam's Australian, so he's he's got yeah, it a dude, little bang out there, dude. <laughs> I know an Australian, dude. They're freaking, they're fired up, dude, for sure. They're awesome, yeah. That dude's my boy. Delano had the idea. I think it was something like, um, you know, showing showing it behind the curtain of what your routine is when you show up to the ballpark. So obviously, you guys are there, you know, five or six hours before the game sometimes, and it's like, yeah. What is that routine like? You know, showing the fans yeah. what your preparation and things that you do. You know, hey, I'm gonna grab a snack. Right. I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub and loosen up a little bit. Whatever it is, but um, I think it's I think it's something that goes hand in hand with what you're saying. What are we off the field? You know. Yeah, that'll just allow you to like. It just like makes those things more like expressive. You know, what I'm saying when you're doing it all behind curtains, and you're trying to prepare. It's, it's like all behind closed doors and no one gets to like, it's almost like just kind of your own little world. You know what I mean? It'd be cool to express that part, you know, and kind of like, I mean, dude, you don't, you shouldn't need that to hold you accountable to like what you're doing back there. But like, dude, if you had that like opportunity to express like who you are back there, you kind of be like, you tighten up a little bit, you know what I mean? Or you'd like just take more seriously of how you're going to act because you can, people are going to be seeing you now, you know what I'm saying? So I think it'll even hold the game or bring it up to a level of, you know, holding yourself like to this to the standard. So I think, dude, that'd be tight. That's dope. The line, he's, yeah, he's the man, bro. He's got some good ideas. I love it. A yeah, man bro. of individuality. I love it. Which bro, yeah. brings me, Nate. I'm gonna steal your question. Yeah. Off the field. Yeah. This is this is a big deal. All right. This is, we we started last week with this question. We're keeping a running tally. Let's go. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yay or nay? Yeah, for sure. Let's go. All right. For sure. Let's Nate, finally, Nate finally got a guy. Let's yeah. go. Again, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say no. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. It hits. I, I'm I can say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's definitely the one. And it's got to be, I'm on the train that it's got to be green. You can't have the white ice cream. Stuff. No, yeah, that's sketch. It has to yeah. be green. Sure. It has to be green. Dude, like those flaky chocolate crunch. Dude, those yeah. ones are gas. Yeah, no, dude, for real. That's See, okay. you'll get there, I guy. Hate. You'll get there, man. Dude, it's all good, man. One day. You'll understand how good that stuff is. <laughs> no. Let's go. It's tied up, though, because Carson was not about it. Carson was Damn. not about it. So, he eats, like, I feel like Carson. I feel like Carson <laughs> cut me off before I even finished asking a question. He's like, no. He's like, no. Not about <laughs> it. No. It's not He's ice like, cream. Hey. Let's like, go. No. <laughs> I feel much better. I feel much better. Nate, you got anything else? I got one more question for him, unless you got something. That's it, man. Fire away. So, Zach, all time one, two, three rotation. Who are you taking? All time one, two, three. I would take. Ooh, that's a good question. I would say I would take DeGrom right now, Roger Clemens, and I'll mix in a lefty with Randy Johnson. 
I almost want to throw Kurt Schilling in there because he's just clutch, bro. You need that dude just like on your team, dude. Because when you need one, it's like right. throw Kurt in there, get you one. <laughs> but like, no, nah, I would, dude. The ground has been dominant. I like him, dude, over Cole just because, like, I don't know, man. He's just he's nasty, bro, and he's been so consistent. Um, yeah, dude. Roger Clemens was the rocket, dude, and then you got Randy Johnson who. Has been, you know, the craziest dude ever. But, uh, dude, Nolan Ryan, damn, three? That's hard. <laughs> I, I already gave you mine. I gave you mine. I gave you mine. Yeah. Respect. It. I mean, none of those are wrong answers. So, yeah, <laughs> nah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, dang. Dang. All right, Zach, wraps it up, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us. No, Thanks, brother. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's been fun. Anytime you guys want to chat, hit me up. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. See you guys. All right. That was the Zach Plesak interview. Nate, I did say he was a character. Dude's a gem. Dude's just a gem. The stories um, that guy has. He's only been in the league for like a year. I know. He's got good stories. He's got good stories. And Team Mint Chocolate Chip, so we're good there for sure. I mean, he's, he's an bro, okay guy. Bro for life already because he's the first one on the list. On my side. You like my running um, tally graphic, by the way? Side note. Just pay attention to the comments. Getting some love in the comment section. I got just people hitting saying. me up saying there should be polls. <laughs> Might have to do some some combination of what these guys are saying versus what our followers are saying. Um, got to figure something out. I'm taking big league opinion anyway. Um, no, I mean, just amazing. And honestly, I think the coolest part for me is that like he's uh he knows where he's come from he knows where he's what's behind him you know he knows the support that he's got um I think it's really cool that he thinks that his his brother was the one you know his brother was the stud and he was playing catch up I mean the guy's gonna be in the rotation at some point this year for the Cleveland Indians like that's kind of cool to still talk like your brother was the one that got it. Um, the fact that his uncles had kind of a similar situation, you know, where one got hurt and Dan was the one that made it. So I think it's, I think it's really cool that um, that's obvious that that's behind him all the time. You know, it's tattooed on his body. It's represented for him, um, but he carries it with him. That's pretty obvious. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty neat to hear. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't anticipate that we'd be talking about tattoos for what seemed yeah. like 20 minutes. But like I was saying, the stories that guy has, he had a reason for every one of those things. Yeah. And it's interesting that we've asked just about every guy that question of who's a guy that gets a bad rap. I honestly think if this guy stays in the league for a lengthy amount of time and, and he goes on to do big things, which I think he will, he might yeah. be that guy because you look at him, you see the tattoos, you see you see the hair. Yeah. But we just heard, like, we're literally witnessing this right now that just because these guys may have tattoos or they got wild hair. I mean, he mentioned right. Clevenger, how, Cle how, how he thinks Clevenger is a guy that gets a bad rap. Right. These guys have good heads on their shoulders and they know what's important. I mean a kid his age can still recognize that there's going to be a divide with this 2020 season. If it ever gets off the ground that, yeah, these guys that have been in the league for a while, they're appreciating this time. Whereas guys like him, they just want to get out and play ball. 
And for him to be able to recognize that at his age, he hasn't even been in the league that long. He's not he's not one of these seven, eight, nine year veterans mm-hmm. that can recognize that. But it just goes to show you that these guys, regardless how they may look, regardless how they may talk, regardless what they may put out on social media after a bad game. Right. A guy like Zach Plesak has a good head on his shoulders. And right. that like I always say, these are the types of guys that you want to root for. Yeah. Because you hear his stories, you hear where he's come from, and you hear the approach that he has moving forward, and it just makes you appreciate him that much more. Yeah. I think that's what's cool, is that, and that's what his idea was. Let me individualize myself after games. Let me wear what I want to and from the bus to the plane. You know what I mean? Let me let me express myself to be me. I think that's cool um, because – that's that's what we all are. We wake up every day, normal days, and get dressed and put on something that expresses us, something that we like. You don't get to do that wearing a uniform in sports. You know, it's unified. It's for a team. That's one thing. But when I'm off, when I'm going doing my own thing. Why can't I wear my own thing? Why can't I wear my own swag? So I think it's cool to hear that side of it. I think it's different, and it's, it's just I, – one more thing as to what we're trying to do. Hopefully you guys enjoyed getting to hear that these guys are just guys. They want to do their thing sometimes and uh, just trying to show their true colors every once in a while. Yeah, like whenever we whenever we hop on with these guys, you always tell them before we start chatting, you're like, look, we just want to let the people know that you guys are just regular dudes. And That's it. It was funny when you said that. I was looking at Zach. I was listening to him talk, and I'm like, quite literally just a regular dude like yeah <laughs> this guy's just here to have a good time man yeah and it, it was fun fun chatting with him enjoyed every minute of it and uh like i would say looking forward to already who we got on deck so 100 percent, it's gonna be fun man we'll just keep doing this thing so before we go quick update on the diamond dynasty league you want to put out a reminder for the people yeah, how many how many uh, spots we got left? Uh, we're trying to fill fourteen. Yeah, right. We're trying to fill fourteen. That's where we're yeah. at. Yeah, and I believe you get to pick a team that you are in the major leagues, but it's with your Diamond Dynasty squad. I think that's the way it's set up. You'd you'd be the guy to know. You've been playing so, the show a lot longer than I have, so. I mean, let's run it. Let's go. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got on the sticks. I won't talk that much noise because i can't really back it up too much but i'm i'm down for a little trash talk and i don't know you get to be get to be a part of the family a little bit so i don't know what you're waiting for let's go for sure uh so yeah hit me up in dms twitter instagram whatever to be fair we're keeping it to our listeners oh we haven't we haven't been blasting this thing all over posts we don't want no i haven't mentioned it once we don't just have weird people joining in. We want listeners. You guys are part of the family, so let's let's hang yeah, out. Yeah, this is exclusive. Virtually. This is listeners only. Yeah. So, like I said, hit me up in the DMs, Instagram, in Twitter, this, whatever. If you don't have one, go buy a PlayStation with your new stimulus check. I mean, Ooh. why not? It's responsible. It just subtle, seems responsible. subtle plug there for the economy. <laughs> uh, speaking of the show, we are trying to... Uh, Maybe whip up a little content series. Try to get a little content. 
see what we can do. So be on the lookout for a potential project we're working on. Uh, but other than that, you got anything else? Nah, I don't think so. But I think you guys know the deal. Ratings, reviews? Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's just kind of a given at this point. You know, five stars. I mean, we're just out here hustling, talking to these guys, bringing them right to your ear. I mean... We're the middleman. I mean, the least you could do is just help us out it. with a review. Yeah, that's it. Rate, review, subscribe. Write something nice. Comment something weird. Tell me I'm crazy for liking mint chocolate chip ice cream. Whatever you got to do. Just throw us some stars. Or tell me I'm crazy for not liking it. Which is exactly the way it should be written, actually. Come to think of it. I'm not about it. Nate. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.